0: Three steps up in the pocket, throws one, has a man. Jared Cook at the 10, five, touchdown! Jared Cook! What a way to make your first appearance and the Saints are one away from tying this one up. Manuel Sanders motions. Now, Taysom around the right edge. He's gonna walk into the end zone. Taysom Hill from nine yards out for the touchdown. Three by one to the left, tailback to his right. Takes a gun snap, Saints bring pressure, quick throw near side, caught, and take it down short of midfield! He's not going to get to the first down marker, and the Saints defense ends this game. Marshawn Lattimore with a big tackle on the catch by Mike Williams. Saints come from 17 down. They rally to beat the Chargers in Monday Night Football, 30-27 to and OT. Here at the Taysom Hill, game-tying touchdown there. That's a good win for the Saints, but is it just me or they still don't look right? The Saints not look like the Saints, not look as explosive.
1: I wouldn't put them right there on the elite level. Uh, the Packers obviously not playing this week. at uh, Seattle, uh, we're just talking exclusively NFC because those are the teams you have to beat to get the Super Bowl, obviously. So I would agree that they're not at that level right now.
0: And things do change over the course of the season, although Drew Brees won't get any younger. But he finished with 325 yards passing. They did a pretty good job of documenting how he's not taking as many deep shots. And you got to wonder... How much of that is what the defense is dictating? Because you don't see a lot of that on TV necessarily. Once in a while they give you a replay, a big wide shot. How much of that is the defense dictating and how much of it is his arm strength? And that's just where he is now in his 40s.
1: Well, I think, you know, DJ, if you listen to our station, there's plenty of things that can help you be younger.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) But I don't know if that's going to help Drew Brees recapture what he had five years ago. Maybe it will, though. You never know. Worth a shot. All right, that was Monday Night Football. Now get ready for Tuesday Night Football. Action? No, not Maction. The Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. Okay, they don't sound like the best teams, but put the brand name aside and just look at the way they've started this year. Buffalo is 4-0. Tennessee is 3-0. This is a big game. Doesn't sound like it, but it is. I agree. 5 o'clock tonight on CBS, if you want to watch the Bills and the Titans. Uh, also, the Dallas Cowboys saying that Dak Prescott, even though he's done for the year, he's still the franchise quarterback. Stephen Jones, executive vice president and son of Jarrah. He's our future. He's special. If anyone can overcome anything, it'll be Dak. As some of their doctors feel good. He'll overcome and come back better than ever. So, Dak sure. Prescott, uh, the future.
1: Why is that in doubt?
0: Because it looked really bad, I guess. And because it's the Cowboys and there's always drama around the Cowboys. Would this be as big a deal if it were, you know, the Titans or the Bills? Who are undefeated, but not the brand name of the Cowboys. Well, Cat to them Cowboys. it would be. Maybe yeah. not
1: to the nation in right. col- NFL football, but and to them it would be.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Atlanta Falcons owner Arthur Blank expressed admiration for quarterback Matt Ryan, but was non-committal on the former MVP being the future of the franchise as they looked for a new GM and a new head coach. Matt has the ability to play at a very high level, even at this age. Whether that's going to continue or not, I'm not sure. I appreciate his willingness to consider doing that in the level of what he's played for us for 13 years, which has been incredible. We'll have to see. No reason for the owner to wade in too deep to that. Let the GM and the coach decide when you hire the, the new people to run the franchise.
1: Well, Matt's 35, so this is natural. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I even think for the great ones... At 35, it's not like it can't be done. That he can continue to play very well, uh, but at 35, I mean, this this is just the nature of this business, man. When you get to get in your 30s, the teams that they would not be doing their due diligence if they yeah. did not start start thinking about replacements. That's why the Jordan Love thing was deemed as so outrageous. But nevertheless, they've got to look towards the future, and in the case of Aaron Rodgers, drafting. Jordan Love, obviously a little fire under him.
0: I think the new GM and the new coach will come in. Well, the coach will come in probably with three years, and the GM will come in with five. So Ryan could be their guy, and to worry beyond that might be ridiculous. You know, Do they think he can do it at 37, 38, 40? I guess the one thing with all these quarterbacks, Roethlisberger, Rodgers, um, you know, Breeze and Brady, as they play into their late 30s at a really high level, play into their 40s, but play into their 30s at an incredibly high level, uh, you know, you can look at Russell Wilson at 31, and the Seahawks can think, oh, yeah, five years? Psh, he's our guy. We'll worry about that when he gets to 36. So they, they've pushed back the expiration date a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's up to the individual. I'm just, I, I just like that Arthur, uh, Arthur Blank dropped it God willing.
0: Oh, he did, yeah, at the end of his quote. Uh, part of it will be up to the coaching staff, whether or not Matt can keep himself together. God willing, he'll be able to do that and play at that level that he's capable of playing at. God willing, that's a big New Jersey expression, right? Could you walk down the street for five minutes and I'd have someone drop God willing on you?
1: And I knew someone, uh, still do actually, served a Latter-day Saint in uh, mission in Italy. And she came back and I dropped a God willing once. Mm-hmm. And she said she heard that 45 times a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I don't care anything about hype. I just want to play our best. And then it doesn't really matter about rankings and all the, the, the criticism or the praise. It doesn't matter. Those are all distractions. We try to get back on it with our guys. And the only answer we can I can give you right now is to work hard and, and guys start thinking about all the other stuff. Those are just distractions. We, we label them as distractions, good and or bad. And, and the focus is just early on trying to fix what we made with the mistakes that we made in UTSA and then getting to Houston and making sure that when we enter that game Friday night that we're going to be at our best. That's Kalani Sataki. How many different coaches have you heard in your career utter some version of that right there, PK? You get to the point where you know there's criticism, you know there's praise, you also know if you win by 40, you're going to get praised. And if you drop the ball three times in the fourth quarter on the ground, even if you recover, most of them, they recover all. Of them. I guess they recovered all of them, didn't they? Yeah, they recovered all three of them. Uh, even, if, but if you drop it three times, you're going to get criticized, even if you win.
1: Well, it's uh, funny that you bring that up. It's funny that Yacht picks that soundbite because I'm about to send over to him my weekly submission that I write for a couple of websites, and that's the lead quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that you have to quote deal from with yesterday. So. Yeah, and that's, I, obviously, I listened to it yesterday and thought, okay, what am I going to write this week? Bingo. (laughs) That was it. And I wrote up a piece last night watching the football and baseball, and it's done. And I reread it this morning and made a couple of changes to copy edit it. And I'm about ready to send it over because that is the pertinent thing that's involving this program. This game here is, the, obviously, Brady Christensen said it too yesterday, the most important of the season. And I think that it is the most important in Kalani Sataki's tenure because he needs to generate a buzz, and this, is, this season is the opportunity to do that. And if you lose, not only is it one loss, but in a way, it's four losses because it destroys the credibility of the other wins, whether you like it or not. And Kalani, I agree with what you're saying, but it's too bad. This is something that we're going to focus on, and there's really nothing you can do about it. This We're going to talk about this game, and the program is ranked 14th. When was the last time it had been ranked 14th? And I realize there's a couple of justifications to the ranking. There's three. Is that they're 4-0 on its own merit. One, they're 4-0 because they didn't play the other schedule. And then the third thing is they're ranked 14th because a lot of teams haven't played yet. But nevertheless, they've created buzz around the program. So Kalani, I think, is growing a little bit irritated by the question because it keeps getting phrased and rephrased. But the essence of the question is exactly the same. How's your program going to handle all this love and attention that it's getting? Which is actually a good thing. And I know football coaches don't want distractions. But in this case, this means that you're getting this question because you're in this position. So it's a good thing. I recognize and respect how he wants to handle it by ignoring it, but the rest of us aren't going to ignore it.
0: Houston is a hurdle this Friday, and then it's three weeks to the Broncos. Three weeks to the Smurf turf, the blue turf in Idaho, and another hurdle. And we're all going to talk about it until it happens.
1: Yes, and if you want that game to mean something more than just an individual game, and every game means something, You need to win Friday, because then you've got uh, Texas State. Yep. And Texas State, you should win easily. They're known for having Paul Goldschmidt go to their school, and he's a great baseball player. And then Western Kentucky, as you know, they're known for having Clem Haskins go to that program. Do you remember that? No. (laughs) Look it up. Oh, I trust. Uh, So you should win both of those games. Yes, and and then that sets up the opportunity to beat Boise.
0: Be seven and zero going to the blue turf, but you got to beat Houston. Yeah. All right, that's the Cougars. That's the Cougars. As far as the Utes, Jalen Dixon, wide receiver, junior, has entered the NCAA transfer portal. Nine hundred thirty-two yards receiving, three touchdowns, twenty-eight career games. Kyle Whittingham has called him the greatest deep threat in America. But apparently, the greatest deep threat in America for somebody else. The smart money would look where, PK?
1: Possibly well, true north. Uh, maybe, yeah, go ahead. To the north? Right. I mean, he's a high school teammate of Jason Shelley. Aha! Uh-huh. He was the high school teammate of Jason Shelley, so we'll see if that plays out. And if Kyle made that statement uh, after Shelley's freshman year when he came in at the end, I think it was his redshirt freshman year, and he threw the ball deep to Jalen Dixon a lot. Doesn't seem like he's been utilized since his buddy and his high school teammate, as much utilized anyway, since his buddy and high school teammate uh, didn't play quarterback as much as he did when the Utes won the division for the
2: first time.
0: You know, we need to talk to Dylan Cauley about that. And fortunately, former BYU wide receiver Dylan Cauley is coming up at 730. Uh, Quarterbacks and the connection they have to some receivers – Maybe you see it a little bit in the pros. I don't think so much. I think you definitely see it in high school and college. Um, you know, when everything was going wrong for the Y, when they just couldn't get out of their own way last Saturday, the one thing they did have is, you know, Dax Milton had a big game, and he's got a connection with the quarterback, you know, and, and how does how much does that matter? Why doesn't it happen with a second or third guy the same way? I don't know. It's a question for uh, – Question for Dylan coming up. Uh, Postponements. Missouri Vanderbilt postponed to December 12th. That's the SEC's first postponement, COVID-19 testing there. So they're going to push that game back to December. And Baylor's AD said the Bears football program has 28 cases among players, 14 among the staff. He thinks it's linked to the October 3 road trip to West Virginia. And a false negative that allowed someone who had it to travel. So, uh, Baylor's game has been postponed, too. So, a couple postponements this week. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. The NBA League office is eliminating many restrictions on in-person evaluations and interviews ahead of the NBA draft from October 16th to November 16th. Teams can schedule up to 10 visits, up to four and a half hours with draft-eligible players for the purpose of in-person evaluations, interviews, or medical evaluation, according to a league memo. Each team will be allowed to send three team personnel and one physician to the city where the player resides, while players may have up to three individuals accompanying them. So, small groups, PK, okay, so that they can do their homework for the draft. It won't be what we usually have, and used to have, you know, 20 people gathering around Walt Perrin, and Walt works for the Knicks now, so it'll be different, but it'll be something I'm sure the league office was hearing from the the teams about, hey, we're going to be flying blind here. This is a huge investment. We need something.
1: So as I understand it, the team goes to the player. The player doesn't come to the team. Right.
0: That's what I understand it to be, yes. Yes. And then they're limiting the number of people, you know, so in that workout the player can bring three people. Yeah. They could have a parent there. They could have an agent there. They could have a, you know, whoever they pick, right? They get to have three people. And then the club's limited on how many people they can bring so you don't end up with 50 people. Presumably, you know, lowering the odds. There's no perfect, but, you know, making the odds a little better and leveling the playing field. And hopefully you don't catch it and spread it. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. McCullers holds to the belt in the pitch. Swing and he drives one into center field. Back at it, to springer. Still going back to the wall. It's gone! The Rays take advantage of the Astros' miscue. And Manuel Margot in a place he called home just hit the Rays a 3-0 lead with a 3-run home run. Here in the first. Offering to Albies. He cracks one in the air to deep left center field. This one will challenge the wall. This ball is gone. Ozzy Albies gives the Braves a 5-1 lead with his first postseason home run in 2020. There are the highlights as Tampa Bay goes up 2-0 in the ALCS with a 4-2 win over the Astros, and the Braves win game one in the NLCS. They beat the Dodgers 5-1. They hit two homers in a four-run Ninth inning. We can start with the first one, Manuel Margot there, the homer. He also had just a crazy catch flipping over the uh, the railing down the right field line and into a walkway tunnel kind of thing. Man, when you're building the stadium, not like, not wedging it into some neighborhood in 1930. But you got this. Why? Why is there a walkway and a railing there? That doesn't make any sense to me. But the former Padre is back in San Diego with a three-run homer in the first and a crazy catch, and he powers him to the win. And with their starting pitching, a three-run lead in the first PK—that's it's that's like a thirty-run lead.
1: Well, yeah, with their relief pitching, for that matter, too. Uh, yeah, and they, although they did, uh, the Astros did threaten in the ninth inning. And they put the first two guys on. And then Correa comes up, hits a bullet, one hopper, to second the second baseman, Lau. It's pronounced uh, Lau, and I think it's spelled like you would pronounce it low. But anyway, he's standing to the left of second base. So in the old days, that would have been a clean single up the middle. But a one-hop candy hop on a hit hard is an easy, routine double play. And as I'm watching that game yesterday, I'm thinking... Yeah, well, you know, baseball has been criticized because it's either the the strikeout or the walk or the home run. So you got those three things going on there. But why wouldn't you go with the launch angle? Because with these defensive metrics that they have, they can study over a huge amount of evidence where you're likely to hit the ball. And so he hits it right on the button. But the defender is standing right there because they've done all this research. So, I can't blame these guys for trying to hit it over the fence because there's no defense over the fence. And they can set you up to where it's hard for you to find a hole because they know after, you you know, just in one season, if you're a starter, you're going to get 500, if not 600 at bats, right? And then you get spring training it too. So, going into a season, even if you're coming off a rookie year, they've got so much evidence. So, Unless they change the rule where you have to have two guys on each side of the bag in the infield, we're going to continue to see it because defenses just take it away.
0: So that comes up with the, well, first off, you're right about all the research and what they know. And, you know, analytics are really playing the odds, right? And there's so many standalone moments in a baseball game you can really isolate what's likely to happen. You you got, like you said, five to 600 at-bats. So that means changing the rules because football has really changed the rules, you know, every decade they're tweaking it and they're changing it and it's become much more a passing game than a running game. But people don't complain about it because they like it. People complain about baseball because they miss two runners on and a ball in the gap and the crowd roaring and coming into his feet and, you know, you're checking the outfielder and you're checking the relay and you're checking the base runners and, and, and they miss that. So how does baseball change the rules? You know, do you, do you lower the mound? Do you move the mound back? That's, they've got a limited number of things they can do. Whereas in football, you just keep changing the rules on contact. And that does it. You know, how you defend a wide receiver as a defensive back has changed the game a lot. But I don't know that baseball has anything that handy to tinker with.
1: Well, my good friend, I know you're a soccer guy. But when something is perfect,
0: it needs no change. <laughs> well, the people don't think it's perfect. The ones complain about the strikeouts, the walks, and the homers.
1: Right. But you're not going to satisfy them. You're just going to create another set of yep. problems, which, so to speak.
0: Which football has done, man. And the Braves beat the Dodgers 5-1. Uh, is it as simple as not trusting the Dodgers' bullpen, or is it as simple as not trusting the closer?
1: Well, I think that's two things there that uh, go together. Uh, they, they're not sure. They're, you have to have, at this point in the season, you usually have an order in a the bullpen. They don't know what the order is. Uh, Roberts, by his own acknowledgement, is sort of playing it by here. And then also, too, the Braves' starting pitching and relief pitching, for that matter, has been sensational in the playoffs. I mean, we can crack on the bullpen all we want, but the Dodgers still only scored one run.
0: That's six runs in six games the Braves have allowed. And they did five of them in one game, a game they won seven to five. <clears throat> but other than that, it's been all shutouts until this one. So, game two, four o'clock on Fox Sports One for the National League, uh, and then over in the American League, game three tonight on TBS at six forty. All right, DJ and PK, it is time to welcome in. Gabe Gomez from Syringa Networks. Syringa Networks, home to Complete Telecom and IT Solutions. Gabe, good morning.
2: Good morning, guys. How you all doing?
0: Good. So, Gabe, you are available around the clock, every day of the week, every day of the year. Well, if not you personally. But your company. I will. Around the clock. I well, we
2: will I'll certainly make myself available as well. But, yeah, we, as an IT and telecom company, we feel it's important that Um, Our customers get the the best possible service uh, available, and uh, we know how critical these uh, types of services, whether it's Internet or phone service or IT solutions or whatever the case, that you have the the maximum amount of uptime and availability. So uh, we pride ourselves on being highly available to all of our clients.
0: You know the expression is the phone is ringing off the hook, which is an old time expression because there's no hook on phones anymore. But <laughs> the the point is, did everything change from you when people started working from home? I mean, it was a one to two week period when it was just the phone just rang nonstop.
2: Yeah, it was a real dramatic change in in um, uh, for us. So we saw lots of uh, interest in internet and better internet access uh, from people who were our customers to those who who weren't uh, wanted to. Get more uh, higher touch type services, and then also a lot of uh, uh, people having questions about how to integrate uh, remote workforces and how to uh, uh, help with the collaboration and make it seem make it a seamless transition from working in the office to working from home.
0: I assume that that actually was one of the bonuses that you had to help so many people. you know what what was likely to work and not work for different companies because you probably heard a lot of scenarios really quickly.
2: Yeah, that, that's true. We, we did gain. A, uh, we had we had a fair bit of experience in doing those types of integrations and connecting remote offices and things, and uh, so it wasn't a huge leap for us to be able to uh, consult and coach uh, the various business clients to into that sort of thing. But well, yeah, we did get a good look at uh, all sorts of different scenarios and setups, and uh, have quite a bit of experience that way. So uh, we're our, our our staff really uh, gained quite a bit from that.
0: So what's the best way for someone who's, uh, you know, the ever-changing world? There are companies that are, are growing and, and altering what they do right now. How should they get a hold of you? What's the best way?
2: Well, the best way is to hit, up, hit us up on our website at uh, net, And there you'll find all sorts of resources, white papers, um, all kinds of information and tips and things of that nature, as well as ways to, to contact us.
0: He's Gabe Gomez. There's Syringa Networks. They're ready to help you as your workforce Continues to transition and work from home. Gabe, thanks a lot. Thank you, John. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690, that's Shamrock Plumbing. Dylan Cauley, former BYU wide receiver, coming up next.